It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up, we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook's injury. The good news and the bad news is that it is a sprain and not a break or a torn ACL or something that would keep him out for the year. But what is the bad news that comes along with that? I'll get into that coming up in segment number one. Plus, we'll talk about Dennis Schroeder taking over at point guard again or at starting point guard again and what that ultimately means for the Thunder and what it means for a guy like Raymond Felton, who seems to have accepted his role as someone who's going to get limited minutes but now has an opportunity to go out and contribute big time for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is your first segment. In segment number two, we'll talk about Steve Adams, who I think in a lot of ways is really underappreciated around the league. And we'll give you some of the numbers that the Thunder tweeted out. Also, we'll give you some numbers that are that go against a little bit of what Steven Adams did the other day or what he's done for his career. Not so much undercutting Adams or making him look bad, but just more or less putting some things into perspective. And then finally, we will wrap things up talking about Kyrie Irving, how he needs to just shut up and sometimes accept not only defeat, but when a person is going for an all-time best, can you really get mad at him for taking a last-second shot when the game is out of hand? I'll tell you why I can't. It's all coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also, News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder for five years. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you go to our website, LockedOnThunder.com. It's got all our podcast archived, as well as video and audio from players and coaches. And I would also ask that you go to LockedOnPodcast.com and check out all the podcasts from the good folks at the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day, and we are the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day here on Locked on Thunder. And it was a bittersweet victory. Oh, that is so cliche. Can, can, the, can the cliche police come out and hit me with a baseball bat? I don't, cops really don't do that. Maybe it's Billy Club. Is that what cops, cops still use Billy Clubs? I need to be hit with one because I went total cliche. But uh, yeah, bittersweet for the Oklahoma City Thunder last. I see there, damn it, I did it again. Okay. So the Thunder got a win last night, and in that win against the New Orleans Pelicans, which was the Thunder's fifth in a row, and the Thunder now become officially the most streaky team in the NBA, starting off losing four straight, now winning five straight, although we do need some party music because the Thunder are above 500, and currently they would make the playoffs if the season were to end today, so all that is good time party stuff, but Russell Westbrook sprains his ankle. And he's going to miss at least tomorrow night's game with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And chances are he'll miss a few more after that. 
The reason I say that chances are he will miss a few more is because Russ is the type that you can see rushing things back. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast, and the Thunder need to be very the Thunder need to be gentle with Russ's injury at this point because let's get to the good news and the bad news. The good news is that it's not a season-ending injury. It's not a torn ACL. It's not a break that's going to take the majority of the season to to heal. But the bad news is, is that it is a sprain. And sprains get really tricky. What happens a lot of times with sprains is that guys don't realize how bad they are hurt. And they will rush themselves back onto the floor or the field or whatever, whatever they're using as their way to play their particular sport, and then they'll re-injure themselves. And what you will see, because they didn't take the proper time to heal, and the organization didn't force them to sit when they should force them to sit, that they just spend the entire year in the training room, and instead of spending maybe three, four, five games out in one fail swoop at the beginning of the year, they end up missing multiple games. And when I say multiple, you're talking about 15, 20 games a year, because the injury just sticks around, it nags, and they never really get over it. And there's always that inherent pressure for a guy like Russell Westbrook to always be on the court. And think about this for a second. Think about exactly where that pressure comes from. One, it comes from within, because Russell Westbrook knows he's the best player on this team, and if the Thunder want any chance to succeed this year, he's got to be healthy. So there's the self-pressure. Plus, there's all the pressure of everything that's built into your contract and bonuses and and everything else. Two, there's pressure pressure from your teammates because they know that their hope completely rides on you being good and you being healthy and you being on the floor, so you want to rush out for them. There's pressure from the organization. And then there's pressure from the fans. Ultimately, to get to the playoffs and, and get past the first round, but there's also those fans who are only going to be at a game maybe one time a year, and that one time a year is the only time they may get to see Russell Westbrook. And for a guy like Russ, that weighs on his mind. You can tell sitting out, not being there for the fans, weighs on Russell Westbrook, maybe the way that it doesn't weigh on some other guys in the NBA. By that, I mean by everybody who plays for the San Antonio Spurs. In fact, I met a young man last night at the game Whose, whose mom, they won, he was there with his mom, they won tickets, and they came down t- to see Russell Westbrook, specifically to see Russell Westbrook. And think about that. If that was your only Thunder game this year and you weren't getting to see the best player, that would suck. So there is that, all this kind of, all this stuff that weighs on all these guys' mind as to why they go out and rush coming back from an injury way too darn soon. I don't want to see Russell Westbrook do that. If if this means, and goes back to what I said about the orthroscopic surgery, if it means that Russ has to sit out a few games now and the Thunder aren't as good, but when he comes back, they can be just as good as they've been in this five-game win streak, then I'll take that. And I think Billy Donovan would accept that. Sam Presti would accept it. And everybody else would. Plus, the way the Thunder responded, and I thought Paul George's, I thought Paul George's, comment last night about this was um, really insightful. The fact that it wasn't a season-ending injury like Andre Robertson. You didn't see Russell Westbrook get carted off 
So you saw him walk off and you had in the back of your mind that he was going to be back. The Thunder were able to to sort of wrap their minds around that a lot easier than they were Andre Robertson, and they were able to go on and win the game with Dennis Schroeder playing very well down the stretch. Now Dennis Schroeder, I think I said Schroeder, Schroeder gets an opportunity to go back and start for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it was asked twice to Billy Donovan last night about, one, the luxury of having Dennis Schroeder, but two, the fact that this guy has worked with the starters in training camp, He already has a chemistry with him, and now you get to throw him back out on the floor. And I don't want to say that Billy Donovan, just getting the answer from Billy Donovan last night and and trying not to read too much, I think Billy Donovan does trust Dennis Schroeder with the starting lineup. I think think he's okay with him being out there in the starting lineup, but I'm not 100% certain that Billy is completely comfortable with it, meaning that while you're okay having him out there, you don't want him out there too much longer because you've already seen the flaws in Dennis Schroeder's game. You're not going to point those out to every single one of us in the media because we can already see him, and and you could see him too. And sometimes he just has bad shooting nights and he makes bad decisions, and, and there you have it. But... And you know Billy Donovan wants Russell Westbrook back out on the floor, but he's not going to say anything right now, especially to us, that would remotely shake Dennis Schroeder's confidence. And last night, a couple of of interesting things happened in the press box where, where we sit right above Loud City. One, when Russell Westbrook went out, nobody took their eyes off the tunnel. It was it was it was ADD at its absolute best. You'd look at the game for a few seconds and you'd look back to the tunnel. You'd look at the game, you look at the tunnel. You'd see Sam Presti. You see Sam Presti on the phone. You're wondering what Sam Presti's talking about. You're waiting for the Thunder to make some sort of announcement so you can tweet it out or you at least know what's going on. That's how we watch the game from the time that Russell Westbrook went out and pretty much until the time we got the news that it, it was a sprained ankle. The other thing that we discussed last night in the press box, and I love bringing these conversations to you, is Dennis Schroeder is a guy that you could still possibly trade at the deadline. If he has a really good year and you're still wanting to go out and get that shooter that the Thunder so desperately need, you could use Dennis Schroeder to get that to to get that shooter, and then you could have Raymond Felton come in and be the second point guard. Well, now if Russ is, and this is the thing you got to watch with this injury with Russ. If he rushes it back and it nags him and it plagues him, and he has to sit out three games here, three games there, then you're going to be forced to keep Dennis Schroeder. You're not going to be able to trade him because you're going to need somebody to back him up while he's out there running the one. And with Raymond Felton last night coming in, only getting to play a few minutes, the, the crowd greeted him beyond tremendously. I love the fact that this crowd not only loves Raymond Felton, but they appreciate Raymond Felton. And they appreciate the fact that Raymond Felton, while being a major contributor to this team last year, and a guy that this team desperately needed, not only to come off the bench and be the most consistent player, but also that leadership guy. They also appreciate that he's veteran enough that when the Thunder made the move to get rid of Carmelo Anthony and bring in Dennis Schroeder, that Raymond was able to, if not accept his role, at least not go about his business in a way that made you think that he was miserable or didn't trust the team or didn't want to be a part of it. 
and he's essential. Billy Donovan has said that. I mean, you don't want to use that word too often. You want to make sure that's a word that doesn't get BSed around too much, but Raymond Felton is essential to this team. He's essential to the cohesiveness, and he's the type of guy that rookies and young guys will not only listen to, but but Russell Westbrook and Paul George, every veteran on this team looks at Raymond Felton with an immense amount of respect, and they trust what this guy has to say when he's giving them advice. And I'm just happy that, I'm not happy that Russ is out, but I am happy for Raymond that he's going to be getting some some playing time because one, fabulous guy, easy to root for, but uh, two, I just like watching him on the court because for the most part, he's extremely consistent. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why Steven Adams might be the most underappreciated player in the National Basketball Association. We talk about it here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. want to thank you for joining us tonight. Locked on Sooners dropped a little earlier this afternoon. If you would like to check out what I've got to say about OU and how off I was on the college football playoff prediction because OU came in sixth tonight. I thought they would come in seventh. I thought West Virginia would be ranked a little bit higher. Uh, You can listen to that. You can also listen to uh, some good stuff from Lincoln Riley and Mike Gundy as we get ready for Bedlam Week. It's Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and available every day at Apple iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, and LockedOnPodcast.com, LockedOnPodcast.com. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, and don't forget to rate us five stars. Do all that stuff and uh, you'll make us very happy. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Congratulations, Stephen Adams. I really honestly believe that you are the most underappreciated player in the National Basketball Association. Last night, Stephen Adams scored his 3,500th point, and he's now, this is according to the Thunder PR, and I'm just reading straight off their Twitter feed now, is that he's one of five players to record 3,500 points and 2,700 rebounds in 400 games. The other guys, Artis Gilmore, Shaquille O'Neal, Cornbread Maxwell, and some guy named Charles Barkley. Um, Some extremely elite company for Steven Adams to be in. Now, however, being the fact that that is a number, okay, and here's the thing you got to remember about numbers. A lot of times when you do something like that, you put out, what you did about Steven Adams, you can always make numbers say 
anything you want them to say. So I got this response from a guy who's a numbers geek because I'm not. I have just never been in to memorizing stats and knowing every single rebound a dude got or every single point a guy scored. That kind of stuff, is that's, that is the stuff about sports that's never really turned me on at all. However, um, basketball, John Jones, I believe I'm saying that right, who has now followed me on Twitter, and I'd like to thank him a lot for that, says go from 58% to 57%. You add Hawan Whiteside, who's got more rebounds in fewer games. Go to 56%. You add Andrew Bynum, who's got, who's done, got more rebounds in fewer games. Then Jeff Runlin and Rudy Gobert is on pace as well, um, shooting 61.8%. So in other words, what Adams did, while the Thunder may make it sound impressive, there are other guys you could throw in there, and none of those guys are in the same company as a Shaquille O'Neal or a Charles Barkley. And I'm all fine and well with making numbers say whatever you want them to say, but I will go out on this limb and tell you that I believe that Steven Adams is the most underappreciated player in the National Basketball Association. Reason being is because Steven Adams' skill set is so specific. And right now, Steven Adams has not shown that he can be a guy like DeMarcus Cousins or Anthony Davis who can go out and and add that three-point shot to his game. Now, it may come in the future, and it's something that the Thunder are definitely working on, or at least they were last year and practiced quite a bit. But because we don't see him be as versatile, because he really is one of the few players in the NBA now in what you call positionless basketball, the uh, a positionless basketball time, Steven Adams isn't a positionless player. And during positionless basketball, you won't see him play the four. He is a five. He is a traditional five. He's going to get points close to the rim. He's going to rebound an awful lot. He's going to be a double-double machine for the next, I don't know how many years. Um, who was it? Was it Paul George saying that he could be like a, what, a 25 and 10 guy? You know, night in, night out. And you don't hear a whole lot of talk about Steven Adams. Why? Because Steven Adams isn't flashy. Steven Adams isn't a guy that's just going to wow you the way that, that a Boogie Cousins will wow you. Or Anthony Davis. Even though he ate Anthony Davis's lunch yesterday and would have followed him around and even gone to go get Dippin' Dots with him. There, Jenny Carlson, there's the nod to your question, which tomorrow on the podcast... I will let you listen to the Steve Adams um, Steve Adams audio from last night's game. A, NSFW, I will let you listen to it uncensored. And two, I will play what he said at the end of the interview, which is maybe the most profound dead-on thing that Steven Adams has ever said. So there's these for tomorrow. But because Steven Adams isn't that guy that... We think of now, when we think of centers, and even the Thunder, who desire a center to be a lot more like Boogie Cousins than what Steven Adams is, they've made use of Adams' skill set. Not only that, the Thunder have done a great job of making him a cult hero. And I keep thinking that this is going to be the year of Steven Adams where he has a breakout season, and he may very well, and finally you start to get the talk about him that he so richly deserves. But as it stands right now, Steven Adams is a guy that's just going to show up every day. He's just going to do his job. 
He's a guy that used to love the media scrum, but now could really care less about being in it. So you don't get as many great quotes as you used to. You still get Steven Adams being Steven Adams, and, and that's not that's not nothing, but you don't get him really joking around. But continue to produce the way that you do. And then eventually the rest of the NBA will have to see you and appreciate you for, for what you are. And in fact, if Adams has the year that I believe he can and is starting to have this year, then the Thunder way underpaid for him. There were some people that thought the Thunder overpaid. It may ultimately be that the Thunder underpaid for one really good center in Steven Adams. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, Kyrie Irving needs to just shut up and take it like a man, like all of us should. And I'll tell you about that next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen to Locked On Sooners. It dropped earlier this afternoon. You can find that at LockedOnPodcast.com with all the other Locked On Podcast Network podcasts. You can also subscribe at Apple iTunes and please rate us five stars because that certainly helps all us starving podcasters out. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Kyrie. Um, Kyrie Irving got fined $25,000 for throwing a basketball into the stands after Denver beat Boston 115-107 in Denver. What all this centers around and why Kyrie decided to throw the ball in the stands is because Jamal Murray, who was trying to score 50 points, attempted a last-second three-point shot to get to 50 points. So they ticked Kyrie Irving off, and Kyrie, after the game, started talking about respect, and essentially, he he went the whole unwritten rules of the game approach, is what Kyrie Irving did, which is all fine and well. Kyrie, you can have your opinion, but dude, get over it. Okay, Jamal Murray was trying to score 50 points in a game. And whether he got that 50 points in 46 minutes or 48 minutes or 30 minutes, it really doesn't matter. It's still a 50-point game. And you of all people, Kyrie Irving should understand. And don't don't talk to me about respect, okay? I don't, I don't want to hear anything about respect or lack thereof respect. Kyrie, you of all people should understand that with so many incentives built into these contracts that Jamal Murray may be trying to reach a point total to get more money. Jamal Murray may be in a situation where if he averages so many points per game and 50 would have helped him, that there's a bonus waiting for him at the end. These are things that your union fought for. And as players, you guys should be standing up for each other to understand that. You should never try and get your hand in another man's pocket. And even if it had nothing to do with money and was really just Jamal Murray getting his his personal best, even if you thought it was cheap, let the dude take the three-pointer. The game was already way out of hand. 
It wasn't like they were going to beat you on a less second shot. It was 115-107, so it's 118-107. It still goes down as one loss. That's it, one. You know, just because he makes that three-pointer doesn't add any more losses to that defeat that, that, that you suffered. And to get upset and act like a baby and throw the ball in the stands was not was not only ridiculous, but more than anything, the tirade is very disingenuous. And be, quote-unquote, old school all you want, but just remember that in the business of basketball, when you guys need to have each other's back against ownership, when you need to have each other's back, sometimes against the union, and sometimes against each other, you got to remember your fellow players. And I'm not saying that guys shouldn't criticize each other and there aren't fair criticisms to go out. I mean, certainly what Patrick Beverly did. And I think you go back and you let's talk about the Patrick Beverly situation for a second. Doing what you did to Russell Westbrook, you know, now twice. Remember, Russ is trying to make a living. Russ is trying to feed his family too, just the same way you are. And if there's any unwritten rule or should be respect, is that you guys shouldn't be out there trying to hurt each other because everybody's trying to make money. I don't agree with Kyrie Irving. Maybe you're on a different side than this, but. So what? I mean, the dude's trying to score 50 points. Go into the locker room. If he scores 50, he scores 50. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And you probably should have stopped him from scoring the other 47. And maybe you would have won the game and there would have been an opportunity for you to throw the ball into the stands. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will be back tomorrow to talk about the Cleveland game. We'll be podcasting early tomorrow to try and get that out so you can listen to it all day before the Oklahoma City Thunder go take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I know Steve McGee, he is traveling to that game, so maybe he will bring back. Actually, I don't think he is. I come to think about it, I don't think many of the core Thunder guys are going up there because it's not that meaningful of a game anymore because Cleveland's not there. So maybe Eric Horn's going. Maybe Eric Horn will go and bring back Kyle Korver or... I. Hey, for entertainment purposes, bring back J.R. Smith. But that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. saying thank you so much for listening. Everybody love everybody. And remember, as always, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.